Hey babes, this is Alyssa, the host of That's What Mom Said podcast and your new mom bestie. I've had to deal with daddy issues that later turned into baby daddy issues and honestly, the rest is history. As if being a mom isn't hard enough, I'm out here healing, trying to break generational curses, redefining motherhood, making sure I eat three times a day and my kids get fed and I remember to shower. And I think that if you're a mom, you get it. Download, subscribe, and turn your notifications on on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And to stay up to date with all things That's What Mom Said, follow me on Instagram at That's What Mom Said Pod. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of That's What Mom Said Pod. My name is Alyssa. I hope that you're all feeling fabulous this morning. One of the craziest things about being a parent is you pretty much can't make any plans because at any moment, your kids can just be like, haha, just kidding. I had a whole game plan for this morning. So I have a dentist appointment this morning at 1130. And that's usually the time that I start Grubhub so or Instacart, whatever. So before that, I would have normally gone to the gym. But my plan for this morning was to get all my kids to school, have about two solid hours to record, edit, whatever I have to do for the podcast, and then go to my dentist appointment. But then this morning, I woke up and it was late. It was like three minutes until John's bus came, Jalen was still sleeping, and EJ was next to me knocked out. So I'm looking at the time, and I'm like, "Mm, yep, I'm already late. So by the time everybody got ready and I dropped all three of my children off at three different locations and got back home, I'm about an hour behind schedule, but it's all right. We're making it happen. I didn't want to wait till after my dentist appointment to start recording because honestly, I don't know what we're doing today and I don't know if I'll have full functionality of my face and mouth in a couple hours. So on a more positive note, my laptop is finally fixed all these months and $400 later, but I feel like a professional again. I really wish you guys were able to see me while I was recording on my phone. I really felt like It was two years ago before I had any podcast equipment at all. My old co-host and I recorded our first few episodes sitting in the car with our phones balanced on the middle console so it was quiet and it could pick up both of our voices. And that was pretty much what I was doing for the past couple episodes. I was in my room trying to balance my phone on top of a cup so it was at like mouth level so you guys could hear me and... It really did humble me. One day I'll be in my own podcast recording studio and then I'll be a real professional. About a year ago, I was consistently seeing a therapist again for the first time after the therapist that I saw when EJ's father and I originally split, but I didn't really feel like I was getting anywhere with her. I didn't feel like she could relate to me at all. I didn't know anything about her. I don't know if she had kids or whatever, but it just felt like the conversation kind of went in circles. She pushed a lot of me time and making time for myself on me. And I'm like trying to explain to her in every session, like, yeah, I do little things for me. I do little 
things that make me happy here and there throughout my day, but I don't really have time away from my kids. I don't get me time away from my kids for real. And it kind of started to get annoying because every time I would log in with her, she would ask me, like, what did you do for yourself? I don't know. She might have been a better fit for somebody else, but I wasn't really feeling like our sessions were beneficial to me. I didn't really feel like I was getting anywhere deep with her that I wanted to get. I ended up calling the center where I was going for therapy and they suggested that I transfer to another therapist. So I said, okay, that's fine. You can transfer me. They told me it might take another couple weeks, but they would call me when they got me transferred. So I just kind of had that in the back of my mind and I put the thought on the back burner. Okay, they'll call me eventually. Ever since the whole thing happened with Jared and I got arrested, I kind of felt like I was struggling a little bit more with like my mental health stuff. Nothing super crazy, but just becoming more self-aware and recognizing the fact that I needed some help with my impulse control and I'm not as healed as I thought that I was. I made a hell of a lot of progress in therapy after my relationship with EJ's dad, but It really does take time and perfecting, and some things that trigger you are kind of buried until they're not. So back in October, I had called them, and I told them, hey, I requested a transfer, and I never heard back from anybody, so what can I do? So the lady told me that there was a waiting list, and I said, okay, so can you add me to it because I really need a therapist. That's why I called. You know, I wanted to be transferred, and I never heard back. She said that she was going to add me to the list. Okay, all good. I hung up and I went about my day. So earlier this month, when I got my brand new planner and started making my appointments for the year, I called them again. The woman that answered this time told me that there wasn't a waiting list and that she'd set me up with a therapy intake since it had been so long. I would have to start the process over again. And I'm like, okay, fine. As long as I can start seeing a therapist. Now, the day of the appointment comes, and like I said in my last episode, I'm one of those people who plans my entire day around one appointment. So the appointment that I had scheduled actually fell just a few minutes before Jalen's first gymnastics practice for this season started. So I'm doing the calculations in my head, trying to figure out if I'm able to cut the intake short, if I can get her to practice a little bit later, I had even asked Jared if he could take her to practice. And then they never call me. I never got a phone call. So I call the next day and I'm like, hey, I had an appointment yesterday. Nobody reached out to me. I've been waiting for this for a while. What's going on? So the lady that answers the phone tells me, oh, well, it's documented here that the therapist called you and you didn't answer. I'm like, uh, no, they're full of shit or there was a miscommunication or something because nobody ever called me. I was literally sitting here by my phone waiting for this phone call and it never came. So she tells me the best thing that she can do is reschedule me again. So I'm like, fine. She reschedules my appointment for a Monday. They literally call me Friday afternoon to tell me that the therapist that I was scheduled with was no longer taking on new clients and that they're going to call me if they get a new therapist. This place that I have gone to for both therapy and medication management, they are fucking terrible. They are terrible. My mom has used them. I know other people that have used them, and they are terrible. They schedule you appointments and then never call. The doctors don't follow up when you need medication. It's like a literal shit show. 
So I'm hot at this point. You know, this is two times that I made appointments that you guys are not following through on. I'm irritated. And I'm not understanding why it's so hard to get treatment for mental health. If I was calling a doctor over and over and over again and I said, hey, I had a broken foot, they'd probably get me in, right? Why is mental health not treated the same as physical health? But then I can't necessarily say that because a few months ago when John had broke his finger, I was calling all different pediatric orthopedic offices and someone had told me, oh, we have an appointment three months from now. I'm like, you understand my child's finger is broken, right? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Full disclosure, I was running way behind schedule, even more than I had anticipated. So I ran out to the dentist. I just came back. Um, I had to stop and grab me a coffee. And I'm a little bit disappointed because I haven't really been going to Dunkin' like that because I have really been trying to work on saving money and everything. And I got a iced caramel latte and the whole thing just tastes burnt. Like, I know that there's not much coffee in lattes. I think it's like espresso or something. Or maybe I'm totally wrong, but I'm a little bit annoyed that I wasted $5 on this coffee for it to taste burnt. But anyway, my mouth and my face are fine. All I got today was a cleaning. It was like a routine appointment. Um, I was actually just there last week, and I got some work done on the one side of my mouth. So I wasn't sure if we were finishing what we started or if this was just a cleaning or whatever, but it's like super crazy because ever since I had EJ, he really sucked the life out of my whole body. I have gone my whole entire life without getting a cavity or really having anything wrong with my teeth other than needing braces for four years. And ever since I had him, I have had a root canal. I think I need another one. I've needed fillings. I've gotten like cavities and just stuff going on. And I just hope my kids know how much I truly love them because they really have put me through the ringer. Anyway, back to what I was saying about the therapist's office. The reason that I really wanted to get back in to see a therapist is because I started taking my cocktail of medications again. And I'm not a doctor, so I wouldn't recommend starting or taking any new medications or something you haven't taken in a while without advice of a medical professional. But for myself, I have been on and off these same medications for a while now. And I kind of, I just know my body and I know what I need. Along with the medication that I take for ADHD, I also take Lexapro, which is for depression and anxiety. And when I do take it regularly when I need to, I think that I see a world of difference. It's very beneficial to me, but I have never been great about taking pills, um, hence how I got pregnant with my first child. But I really do think that along with taking medication, the talk therapy is also needed. I feel like they work together well, and it's kind of one of those things where like they both work so much better together. The only thing that I kind of hate about the Lexapro is that I have absolutely no sex drive. Sorry, mom, if you're listening, but like literally. But I'm not depressed and miserable, so I'd say that it's a win. 
I did end up finding a place that doesn't have a 17-year-long waiting list and was able to get me an appointment. Um, There's still like a gap between the intake appointment and actually being assigned a therapist. But as long as the ball is rolling, I'm cool. And I'm back on my meds, so I'm feeling great. I'm feeling inspired, calm, and very celibate. Do y'all remember when I had my fuck them kids segment for like five minutes? Can we bring that back? As I was writing this podcast outline, I was thinking of the things that my kids do that like irk my soul, but more specifically things that I did as a child that I that irritated the shit out of my mom that I just felt like, okay, girl, it's not that serious. But now that I'm a mom, it's like that serious. And I was like, this would be perfect for my fuck them kids segment. So I'm going to need you guys to send me irritating, embarrassing, whatever stories about your kids so I don't feel alone and so that all the other listeners don't feel alone. I don't care if you text them to me, if you know me personally, send them on DM on Instagram, my email, that's what mom said, pod at gmail.com. Submit them to me and let me read them. I'm pretty much the same now that I was when a ch- I was a child. I am always listening to music. I almost always have my AirPods in, whether I'm on the phone, whatever. And my kids are the exact same way. When I was younger, if me and my mom were riding in the car and I had my headphones in, she would like start talking to me and then I would like take it out and look at her like, what? And then she would get irritated at me for having to repeat what she said, but like, I've been sitting next to you this whole time with my headphones in. So I used to just think like, okay, you're literally crazy. But now my children are like that. And I catch myself all the time ready to snap because they'll be walking around the house with their headphones in or in the car. And then they're looking at me like, what, what'd you just say? And I'm just like, oh my God. I really hate repeating myself as it is, but now the shoe is kind of on the other foot and I'm like, okay, well, you know, definitely very guilty of doing this as well. When I was a child, you ever go to throw something out and you realize that the garbage is full and you're like, oh, I really don't want to take it out, but I know that I should. Yeah, that's my kids almost every single day. I'll go down into the kitchen and go to throw something away. And not only is there like a foot and a half of garbage just piled on top of the garbage can, but there's shit on the floor that fell out of the garbage can while the kids were trying to balance their garbage on top of the garbage can instead of just pulling it out and putting a new trash bag in. Yeah, I used to do that and they do it and it boils my blood. I feel like my kids are 11 and 9. That's old enough to take the garbage out, right? Like, I'm not tripping. Oh, okay. And the leaving empty boxes in the freezer, the fridge, or the pantry after they finish something, is that because they saw that the garbage can was full and didn't want to throw it out? Or what? What is the reason? You know you took the last one, so we need the box for what? What are we saving it for? I definitely felt like an old mom the other day because I had to have that like speech with my kids about how we don't have a maid or somebody to pick up around the house that if they leave something messy or don't clean something up, it's me that does it and it's going to drive me crazy. I had to tell them that the other day and um, John and Jalen are 
kind of at that age where what I say to them goes in one ear and out the other. And them talking to each other is more important than what I'm talking about. Like I could just be dead ass serious trying to have a conversation with them and they'll both be looking at each other at the corner of their eyes giggling. Like why? Hello? I'm right here. Okay, so I'm going to spill some tea real quick before I go, but I just started talking to this guy. He is so fine and he is so sweet. And I told him that I had a podcast and he asked me what it's called. So I sent him the link to Apple Podcasts. And he immediately started listening to my episode and was like giving me feedback and all this. And can we all just be like him in 2023? It's the support for me. It's the interest for me. I just hope he can keep the same supportive energy if, uh, you know, something ever goes wrong and I'm on here talking shit because I surely will be. If you're not already subscribed to That's What Mom Said pod on your favorite podcast app, make sure you do that. Make sure you send in a five-star review for your girl. Share with your friends, family, whoever you think would be interested. That really helps so much as well as the ratings on your podcast app. It helps other people that are interested in things that you're interested find the podcast. It helps bring in new listeners for me. Be like Supportive Bay. As always, y'all, it's been real. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of That's What Mom Said. Be sure to click the fifth star and leave a super cute review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. Make sure you send this episode to your mom friends, your group chat, your grandmother, your kid's teacher, or literally anybody else that you've ever met. I'll talk to you guys next week. Okay, love you. Bye.